0: To 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to look at uh, what it means to be a new creation on this New Year's Day. What does it mean to be a new creation? Uh, I've just put five points onto a little postcard sized uh, thing that you, hopefully you might have received on your way in. Uh, there's no PowerPoint up on the screen today, so one of the advantages of coming to church in the flesh is that you receive that. If you're at home, uh, you might have to pick one up next week or the week after. I'll leave them in the foyer, so you can look on uh, on that on that present on that thing on the card. I um, mean, you can take it home and put it on the fridge or recycling. Hopefully not, but 2 Corinthians 5. He is a new creation, the old has gone, the new has come. Father God, as we open your word and consider the truth from this passage, may you just enlighten us, may your Holy Spirit have free reign here in this place to encourage and bless and convict and challenge us to be a new creation in you to know who we are when we belong to you. Amen. There's nothing quite like something being brand new, is there? I know there's been a number of people in the church uh, over the last year or so uh, waiting for a new car. It's taking so long to get a new car. But there's something special about a new car. Matt thinks there's lots of special things about second-hand cars. Something special about new cars, though. We uh, we got one in 2017 and it's the, for me it's the smell, the smell is just, oh, especially the leather smell, you know, if they're leather seats, it's just, it, and it's like no one has smelt this yet, well actually I say it wrong, the guy who drove the car to our place from the dealership, he got the first smell but <coughs> it just, it, it's divine, I reckon it's just so good. But there's also like the fact that no one's driven it, you know, and you're the first one. A new house. Oh, we we've walked through a couple of house, uh, new houses and, you know, new builds. No one's lived in it yet. Nice new shiny walls and paint's fresh. We just had our shared a few weeks ago, a new, uh, new kitchen put into our place. And the first few days, it's brilliant because the the cupboard doors are white, and the splashback tiles are like white. Haven't cooked any Napoli yet, you know, and the splash and the it gets so dirty so quickly. And tomato sauce and the kids are putting on the nuggets, and it goes all over the. And you're like, no! Oh, straight away, you white. I don't know how long that lasts for, before you go. Oh, I'll get it later. <coughs> And we love. We love something new. And sometimes we like a new year. A new year is like something we really look forward to, and we put all our goals. We were sitting having dinner in Docklands last night. Uh, we went in for the nine thirty fireworks, not the midnight. They call the nine thirty fireworks the kids' fireworks, but I, yeah. like no, the fire for me. Those fireworks for me, so I can watch them and go home and get to bed. I saw the new year in with my eyes closed. <laughs> we were having dinner and I can't remember if it was Mackenzie or Ava that asked us about our new year resolutions. What are they for 2023? Really deep and meaningful conversation over dinner. It's good. But we, sometimes we like a new year to be able to reset, to be able to put goals in place and say, oh, from, from that day onwards. In a new year, I'm going to start achieving this, this, and this. So, what does it mean when Paul says, you are a new creation? You are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. He starts off by saying, therefore. And we know that old principle of what's it there for? So we went back and we, we've read from verse 14 and he says, We know that Christ died for all and so all have died. What does he mean, all have died? In Romans 6, Paul says that we died with Christ so that we may also live with him. Uh, we, we saw that just, I can say, last year now. Last year in, our, in the baptisms we had here. And and that is what is uh, the symbolism of baptism, that we've died to our old self and we're raised into a new life in Christ. We've died to sin, alive in Jesus, is what Paul says in in Romans 6. And you see there in verse 15, without Jesus... We live for ourselves, it says. And when we live for ourselves, we, we we see the world through that lens. And Paul says, I even saw Jesus through that lens. Jesus was not my Lord and Saviour. He was just another person because I was living for myself. but he died for all. That we should no longer live for ourselves, but we live for Jesus. You see, now it's different, Paul's saying. Everything's changed. That selfish attitude and the way that I, I look at people and see people with that frame of mind, living for myself, well, now everything's changed because... Now I'm alive in Christ and I live, not for ourselves, but I live for Jesus. And so now I see people differently. We are a new creation. And so coming into these five points, the first one I, I've put about being a new creation is, is new relationship. There's lots of new things going on today. Romans three twenty three is a really well-known verse. Perhaps we don't know verse 24 so well, but 23 speaks about our relationship. The relationship of every person on planet Earth. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single person, born into the same position, separated from God. Verse 24 says, "But And are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Verse 23 is talking about the relationship status that we are. We are separated from God because of sin, but we are justified freely by His grace. Justified means to... To be made right. Not that the, the price has been put off. We spoke about that in communion already. It is finished, it's complete. Justified freely. It comes at no cost to you to come into a relationship with God. We've got new identity. When you are in Christ, you are given a new identity. 1 Corinthians 6:19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you are bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. You are no longer your own. You belong to Christ. That's really linked to what Paul's saying here in 2 Corinthians, isn't it? He's repeating himself here. We no longer live for ourselves. In Christ, we live for him. And the power of God at work in our life is when we surrender ourselves to Jesus not just as a once-off, but a everyday, moment by moment. Jesus, the way I think and the way that I live today and this year, I don't want it to be for myself. We no longer live for ourselves, we live for him. This is the new identity. This is the new identity we have. That people would see our life and be attracted to our Saviour. That people would see the way that we think and live and see something of who Jesus is. We have a new destiny. These are... Pretty big words, and, and I know each point here. We could probably have a message and a series through each thing, and, and I, I just wanted to touch on each point. A new destiny. Philippians three eighteen to twenty says, "For as often as oh, I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame." Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await save saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We've all been, as I said earlier, Romans 3.23 says we've all been enemies at some point. So some of us have made a decision when we were a bit younger. Some of us have made a decision when we are a bit older. At some point, we were all enemies of God. And I trust and hope that everyone here has made that choice and has made a decision for Jesus. When doing so, when we do that, we take up citizenship in heaven. Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to take you to be with me. That is, of course, unless we fall asleep first in this body. I um, sort of, again this morning, but I was thinking about during the week, just love to have heard the the testimonies in the last couple of years and even currently uh, of believers who have come to the end of their physical life. Um, And they're difficult moments for family and friends. Uh, You know, I'm really encouraged, Colleen, you share this morning that The the certainty and and that peace you have because you know that Arthur is with the Lord. His citizenship is in heaven. We were just a few weeks ago talking to uh, Graham Peck and and Lee, uh, having a coffee, and talking about Terry. Um, And I'm sorry, I don't have any update on how he's going, and I don't want to talk out of turn here, but you know, I, I know things weren't we're looking pretty grim a few weeks ago. I was told just that maybe a matter of days or weeks. But his attitude and, is that he, he longs to be with the Lord. Gwen Norton, I know, we so we're talking about Gwen Norton, the same thing. Some, everyone, most people here would know her. She, she's waking up a bit disappointed. She's not with the Lord. Isn't that, isn't that what we get to live with, that certainty, the hope? When we take up citizenship in heaven, we start to realise that this is very temporary and we are passing through on a way to a place where Jesus is preparing for us. The fourth point, new power. Being a new creation in Christ, means we have access to a new power the holy spirit working in us and through us and helping us to live the life that god desires us to live and has called us to At acts one eight, jesus says but you will receive power you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We are going to be starting a series in Acts this year. Um, So just in a few weeks that verse will come up again in February. And this message that Jesus is giving his disciples is the same message that we are receiving in 2023 in Montmorency. Uh, you know, this, this great commandment here, the, the great the commission, go and make disciples of all nations. But that's not on you personally. But This is what Jesus is saying to his disciples and to us today. You will receive power to do that. The same message for us is that as we go into our community, as we go into our schools, into our workplaces, into our homes and family life, you don't need to be extraordinary. Don't think you're not good enough to share Jesus. The power is in the Holy Spirit working in your life guiding you, convicting you in your heart, hey, hey, there's an opportunity here. Challenging you to not give up on praying for someone because it's been five years and it doesn't seem to be a breakthrough. You're a new creation in Christ and with that comes a power that you cannot experience unless you belong to Jesus. And that power is to come on you, to enable you to live the life God wants you to live. New purpose, a new purpose. When you are in Christ, in a new relationship with a new power and a new identity, you're now in a place to accomplish what God has created you to do. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's handiwork. Even this, face. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Without God in your life, Paul says, you live for yourself. You're not looking to accomplish anything God has set out for you to do. It's not until you come into this new relationship with new identity and power Will you realise that there is a purpose from God for your life? And it's, I know I mentioned this Great Commission and it's easy to say, well, 2023 is going to be about the Great Commission for me. As it is and it should be for all of us. But what is that going to look like in 2023? 2023? Because maybe God is just wanting you to just keep chipping away in 2023. Keep doing the the little conversations that come up and the little the, the, the times when you're just able to chip in and talk about what Jesus means to you. Because in 2025, there's going to be a flurry of people in your life who are going to want to give their heart to Jesus. Baby, you can't see it yet today and this year is not the day to give up on god's purpose and he just wants you to keep chipping away maybe 2023 is a it's a brand new year of massive change god has worked in you all this time to get to this point for you to make a decision to do something completely different I love what God has done in this family this year last year thanks for sharing I don't know what 2023 holds like I shared this morning I don't know what it holds for you. Making a few plans. But I know this, that God has prepared something for you to do. If you are still breathing this morning and you are alive, God has prepared something for you to do in 2023. And it's really on us now to find the space and the time to give to God, to say, God, what is it you want me to do? Who is it you want me to build a relationship with? Who is it you want me to be brave enough to talk about my faith with? And take the time to seek God's calling on your life for this year. To know the purpose which He's already prepared for you to do. I hate to miss out, wouldn't you? I hate to miss out because I'm so busy thinking about what I want to do myself. That's not who we are in Christ should no longer live for ourselves, but live for him. Uh, I trust that those points can be a reminder throughout 2023, if you see it somewhere around the house, about who you are as a new creation in Christ, whether you've been a Christian for 70 years or seven months or seven days. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for its truth. May you use it to inspire us that we would be people aware of our identity in you, aware of our calling, aware of the power that we have to live a life that is pleasing to you and drawing people to the cross of Christ. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming here and Happy New Year.